You are now tuned in to the December 26th podcast, where we encourage you to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Hey, good people. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delisha, and if you are a first-time listener, welcome to the 26er family. And if you are wondering what in the world December 26er even means, do me a favor, check out episode one. There you can learn a little bit about the history of the name and what it signifies. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Thanks so much for rocking with us. And I need everyone to complete this little step if you haven't done so already. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. That will ensure that you receive a notification every time a new episode drops. So before we get into today's topic, I want to get something out of the way. If you've listened to this show before, you know that I am all about productivity and I'm all about positivity. And you also know that I'm genuinely excited for the new year. Like many people, the top of the year offers a time for personal reflection, a time to reevaluate your goals, and to even set some new ones. However, I do know that there's also a downside to the beginning of a new year as well. So many people may be feeling a little bit depressed or out of it or unmotivated. And there are a couple of reasons why this could be. First and foremost, you might just be tired. If you had a really tough 2017, you may have gone into 2018 feeling a bit burnt out and like you have nothing left to give. Or in the alternative, you may be taking stock of where you were this time last year. And if you haven't made significant progress, that can leave you a little bit down. And lastly, this is the time of year where people tend to experience life events or launch new projects. So I'm willing to bet that somewhere on your social media feed over the last couple of weeks, folks have been out here getting engaged, launching new projects, seeking your support for some really incredible nonprofit that they've started. And all of those things are wonderful. And I don't doubt that you are a supportive person and are happy for those folks. However, I do know that sometimes it can make you engage in a little bit of introspection and look at where you are in your life and say, hey, people are doing some really incredible things. And what am I doing with my life? Then here come the 21 questions. Will 2018 be any different than 2017 or the year before that or the year before that? Will I ever be truly happy? Will I ever feel any more motivated than I do right now? Will I ever land in a career or a business that makes me excited to get out of bed in the morning? Will I ever find love? Is there any more to life than this? If you are having this internal dialogue or commiserating with your friends, trust me, I feel your pain. I have been there. I have asked most, if not all, of these questions at one point in my life or another. But from experience, I can tell you that if you continue to play this tape, over and over again, you'll find yourself even less motivated. And the less motivated you are, the more guilt you're going to feel about not making progress. So I'm here to tell you, it's time to be kinder to yourself. Our journeys are rarely, if ever, linear. What I mean by that is you may leave point A with your sights set, firmly fixed on point B. It doesn't mean that your path to get there is going to be seamless. Life can throw you all manner of detours. And before you know it, you're on an off-ramp and can't even figure out how to get back on. Or you've been pushed into a new lane. Or some roadblock pops up that stalls you altogether. Life happens. Sometimes it deals you a bad hand. Or moves the goalpost through no fault of your own. Or maybe it was your fault. Maybe you exercised poor judgment or made a bad decision. Either way, 
it doesn't matter. You're going to have to adjust. And it doesn't serve you to live in a state of misery or guilt about what did or did not occur. You just have to move forward. You've got to figure out how to operate in this specific set of circumstances. And that can take time, but it's okay. So if this resonates with you, you may have been listening to this podcast thinking, D, I hear you. I want to be extraordinary, but I'm just not feeling it. I'm feeling down and out. I'm feeling alone. I don't have genuine joy. It's okay. Just stick with me. I want to acknowledge those feelings as genuine. Not everything is an excuse. I know often in this new agey era that we're in of the secret and the law of attraction, people can tend to be a bit judgy if things are not going well in your life as if it is all your fault. And while I do believe that we have the power to reinvent and the power to change our lives, that takes time and you have to have the tools to do so. So I am here. I've been where you are and I'm here to help you and pass on the tools that I've picked up on my journey. And speaking of my journey, there's one thing I want to make clear. I have not arrived anywhere, okay? Yes, I aim to be a disciplined and productive person. That is something that I work on on a day-to-day basis, but I'm not perfect. Sometimes I miss the mark. I wake up late on some days. There are seasons of my life in which I am plagued by chronic procrastination. Sometimes I start off really, really strong on a project and eventually crash and burn. I get frustrated just like the next man. There have even been moments when I've been green with envy because something appears to come so much more easily to someone else than it does to me. I've suffered from burnout. I've had to pivot on more occasions in my life than I care to remember. But one thing I have learned is to stop feeling so guilty about it. Let me tell you, guilt and misery are dream killers and motivation stealers. The quicker you can get some tools in your bag to learn how to cope without ending up in either state, the quicker you are likely to see a shift in not only your outlook on life, but actually what you're experiencing as well. If I got hung up on guilt, this podcast probably wouldn't even exist. If you caught the last episode, you may remember that I mentioned that I have some goals on my list that have carried over from year to year. Now, some of them are goals that probably could or should have been reached years ago, but for one reason or another, they're still on there, haven't crossed them off. And after the episode aired, someone sent in a question asking me to talk specifically about one or two of those goals that have carried over. So if you've been following me for longer than two weeks, you may know that the December 26th brand has existed for quite some time. I launched it as a blog in 2013, April of 2013 to be exact, so nearly five years ago. And I think I first started thinking about the podcast concept in 2015. So it's been a bit of time. And not only did I not start the podcast, I stopped blogging altogether. There were things going on in my personal life. I just couldn't think creatively. I had a mental block. I couldn't even come up with the content to keep it all going. So I chose to let it fall by the wayside. And then when things got better and I felt like I could be more focused on it, I picked it back up. So here we are. A lot of time has passed, but if I chose to focus on where I could be had I never dropped the ball or how much farther along I could be, I never would be able to actually look ahead and start to make plans for how I can grow this little podcast and grow the blog in the future. So I choose to focus on that. Second goal, a book. I started writing my first book 10 whole years ago in 2008. At the time, I was in law school, and I had come up with this whole concept 
for a nonfiction sort of self-help type book for a specific demographic and started working on it. And then my grandmother got sick and eventually passed away. And I was also trying to finish law school and begin studying for the bar. By the time I picked the book back up, I wasn't even passionate about the subject matter anymore. So I started working on a new concept that was probably in 2011. Started going with that one and then my practice got in the way and I decided that it wasn't the right time. I didn't pick up the book again and start working on it under a completely different name and under some different themes until last year. I am mentioning these goals in hopes that you'll find comfort in the fact that I've had my own fair share of false starts. It happens to the best of us. Sometimes it's just unavoidable. I'm also mentioning the goals because I'm hoping that you can keep me honest. So every once in a while, just drop me a line and say, hey, D, how's the book coming? Because we all need accountability and a support system. Much of what I've discussed in this episode so far was meant to lead us to the core of the topic that I want to focus on for the remainder of our time together. I've talked to a few people since the start of 2018. And I noticed that those negative feelings about the new year that I discussed earlier in this episode have been a running theme. But I also noticed one other common denominator in these conversations. Many of the folks who are plagued by these negative emotions have come through incredibly difficult seasons in their lives very recently, or they're actually still in the eye of the storm. So there's one concept that I want to make clear to you. If you are in the middle of a legitimate crisis or a particularly difficult, dark season in your life, you shouldn't expect yourself to conquer the world. Sometimes all you will be able to control is your response. Sometimes things are so bad when they fall right into your lap that really all you can do is cope. That's it. So that's what I want to talk about. How do you cope in times of crisis? This is something that I had to figure out in my own life in 2015. That is not a year that I look back on very fondly. So much went down both personally and professionally with me. Now, if you remember in the first episode, I talked about hitting rock bottom and making a decision to reinvent my life. That rock bottom experience actually happened, believe it or not, before 2015. Remember what I said about life not being linear? You can set yourself on a path and set your intentions in stone and go confidently in that direction. And then all of a sudden life throws you a curveball that you did not expect or several curveballs. That's exactly what happened to me. I won't go through all the gritty details here, but let me give you the highlights. So in my path to make some changes in my career, I was connected with a social justice cause that I was very, very passionate about and that resonated with me deeply. So I made the decision to start giving of my time and consulting in that environment. Now, what I didn't know at the time is from the outside looking in, a lot of these community initiatives can look very woo-woo, we are the world, kumbaya. That's not always the case on the inside. And before I knew it, I found myself in a really toxic, unhealthy environment that was so bad that it was making me physically unwell. So I'm already feeling defeated. I'm thinking, okay, here's the first pivot I made in my career. And I thought it was going to be such a great thing. And it felt like something that was tailor-made for me. And then I got into the experience and realized it was awful. So that happened first. In the middle of that, I also was dating someone um, and things got very serious very quickly. And over time, I started to think, you know what? This is the person that I could spend the rest of my life with. And this gentleman was communicating the same thing back to me. Then all of a sudden, 
there was a shift in the relationship and it went down in flames. So I was dealing with a shaky career, a terrible romantic relationship. Then at the time, I got noticed that I was going to have to move uh, from the place that I was living due to a real estate deal. So in the middle of all this, okay, now I might have to relocate. And just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, the worst thing of all happened. Someone in my family was brutally murdered. So the stress in my life at the time and the level of despair had reached an all-time high. And I didn't know what to do. And in that moment, I wasn't thinking so much about reinvention. I was thinking about survival. That was it. And eventually, I made it through all of that, obviously. Here I am today. But there are some important lessons that I gathered during that time. And that's what I want to present to you. I call them the three R's of crisis survival. How do you get through those periods in life where it's so dark, you can't even figure out how to make one step or take one step forward? The first R is rest. It may seem counterproductive, but sometimes the best action is no action at all. If you simply don't know what to do or the circumstances are completely out of your control, don't waste your time running frantically to and fro and throwing things against the wall just to see what sticks. You've got to be very, very gentle with yourself in certain situations. And sometimes that means getting out of bed, yes, but only meeting the obligations that you absolutely cannot ignore and letting the rest fall by the wayside. And don't feel guilty about that. That is enough in certain seasons of your life. The second R, rush. There are times when trouble will come and you're actually not meant to bury your head in the sand. Now, it doesn't matter if you're doing exactly what you were put on this earth to do. Something can come to throw you off track. That's exactly what happened to me in 2015. In hindsight, I realized I was where I was supposed to be, but it didn't stop the drama from finding me anyway. So obstacles present themselves. Sometimes you've got to take the hits, block out the distractions, and aggressively forge ahead. If you find yourself in an incredibly difficult season in your life but feel that you can keep going, please, by all means, do so. It may mean that you can't go as hard. You might have to take baby steps. But if that small, still voice is telling you to forge ahead, please listen to it. The third and final R is reset. Now, this one might be the most difficult out of the three. Sometimes we just go about things all wrong. We make a bad decision or we take a wrong turn and pursue the wrong things. And in those instances, I hate to admit it, but you might have to just throw the whole plan away. This can be really hard for us for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, we're creatures of habit. Secondly, it's human nature that once you've invested your time, energy, and resources into something, you can become really, really attached to it. And it can be very difficult to let that thing go. However, Sometimes you just got to tell yourself, I'm going to release this no matter how hard it is to do so and no matter how much it hurts because I have an expectation that I've got to release it in order to receive something better. A quick word of caution. This one is tricky because sometimes obstacles can show up dressed as a bad decision. So because you're hitting a brick wall or things are not quite working out, you're thinking, oh man, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I messed up somewhere along the way. I should have chose differently. So pro tip, before you throw in the towel on any given path, you have to assess everything. Look at your successes and failures, pros and cons, contingency plans, etc., etc. If you think about it long enough, I promise you, you'll know whether it's a Jedi mind trick trying to get you or if you really should throw it all away and start over. 
I know you may be listening to this and thinking, okay, this is all great, but how do I know which R applies to my situation? Well, first and foremost, it might be more than one. You may start off thinking, okay, I just need to rest right now. And in that rest, you may get some ideas about how to forge ahead. Or in the alternative, you may start by rushing. And then when you make a little progress and get a little bit more comfortable, you may feel that rest is now the acceptable approach to take after a bit of time has passed. So that brings me to my next point. Trust your gut. I am a firm believer that our instincts are a lot better than we give them credit for. Never be afraid to go within and look to your intuition to give you the answer. Give it time. Be patient. I promise you a solution and a path forward will appear. If you don't trust yourself that much, then don't be afraid to talk to someone else about it. Just be sure to avoid those people who are negative Nancys or the folks who are just waiting, waiting with bated breath to tell you I told you so. They're not going to help you. They're not going to give you sound advice. Make sure that it's a confidant that wants to see you do well and has your best interest at heart and has a little bit of wisdom to share. Well, my time is just about up for today, but before I get out of here, I want to send a special shout out to those of you who have already taken the time to promote this podcast on your social media platforms and share it with your friends or provide feedback to me directly. You are what we call early adopters. Listen, I don't care how great your brand is or how wonderful your product offering is. In a world of information overload, it can take a while for things to catch on and become popular if they ever do. One of my favorite examples of this comes from Oprah Winfrey. When her talk show first launched, she and her team put folding chairs in the audience, and they literally walked the halls of the building, gathering secretaries and staff members to fill the first few rows. Then they went out into the cold streets of Chicago in January and bribed people with donuts and coffee to get them to come in and sit through a taping. This is billionaire Oprah, media mogul Oprah host of the talk show that was number one and the hottest ticket in television for over two decades. The Oprah, whose acceptance speech at the Golden Globes was recently covered by every major media outlet known to man. We all got to start somewhere, and this is my somewhere. And salute to those of you who are starting with me. If you are pushing and plugging this podcast this early, that tells me that you are the innovators of the world. You are the trendsetters and the tastemakers. You can identify what's hot, and what's next before the general population. And I am grateful. Until next week, don't forget to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the December 26er podcast. I am your host, Delisha. This episode was produced by Demarcus Adisa, and music was provided by Tovo. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at December 26er. That's December 26ER.